0: Welcome to episode 41 of the Football Fig Nuts podcast. I'm Craig. I am Britt. And Britt, we're back again this week with a double-wide episode.
1: Well, mostly double-wide. It won't be a full two hours, but we'll be close.
0: It'd be like a double-stuffed Oreo. Yes. Which, I mean, I think they did a scientific test on that once, and it's actually not double-stuffed.
1: Like, like what's the ratio? Like, one and a half?
0: Uh, yeah, around there. Uh, can it's we like sue when them? People, we, I think someone tried to. It's like when someone sued uh, Subway for the bread not being... Exactly 12 inches, 12 inches long, yes. Yeah.
1: I wanted to do that. There was a store in one of the malls, it might have been Milford, called A Million Snacks, and they did not have a million snacks. It was more like 30. And I was that's like, That's a lot less than a million. Yeah, that's that's false advertising. So I had an issue. Unless with
0: they that. were counting stuff in the bags and pouches. Well, yeah, if you're
1: counting individual <laughs> pork rinds, then he probably <laughs> made it. But. <laughs> But anyway, let's start where we always start. Craig made a run to the store today. I did. And brought back some delicious new stuff. Craig, why don't you tell us what's in my glass right now?
0: Right now, you are drinking uh, a beer by Goose Island called Uh Juicy Double. Double India Pale Ale.
1: So it's a double IPA. Brewed with
0: orange juice.
1: So it's a New England double IPA. Yes. That scares me.
0: It's 8.3% alcohol. And its IBUs are 70. 70. That's
1: kind of that's actually a lower IBU for most doubles. I think Road to Ruins around 80, 85. I know Voodoo Ranger 75 from uh, New Belgium. So this is a little bit of a milder double IPA, but the alcohol certainly is a milder. 8.3%. Right. That's
0: pretty high. Ooh. It's on a high end. What's uh Road to Ruin around that? 8 or is it 9?
1: Yes. I want to say it's 8.8 8, and that's a complete guess. I honestly don't know. I know it's know. above 7, but it's under 10. Oh, it's 10, way over 7.
0: But it's under 10. The
1: only, I'll tell you right now, the only reason I remember that Voodoo Ranger cuz I do work at the arena serving beer and Voodoo Ranger is one of the is the IPA that I have on draft. I remember that it's 75 IBU because it's 7.5% alcohol and has an IBU of 75. Oh, that's convenient. Yeah, the numbers. Yeah, So my member says to me, oh, my God, how much alcohol is in that 7.5%? And people are like, wow, you know your beer.
0: Nope. (laughs) I just remember numbers. I remember
1: that particular number. All
0: right, I'm going to try this. Let's see how we go. And the answer is.
1: What store did you get this from and how quickly can we get there?
0: Uh, well, it was the last six-pack the store had. Son of a... I guess that means Britt likes it.
1: It's it's strong. Yes. It's bitter, but it's not hoppy bitter. The hoppiness comes in at the very end. Craig is tasting it right now. It's a smoother double IPA in, in the New England juicy style. But, I mean, the aftertaste, like 10, 15 seconds after I drink it, I get a lot of hops.
0: Yeah, a lot of hops mixed with the orange. Yeah, but I mean... It smells very orangey.
1: It does. It smells very orangey. And it's not, the bottle is clear. It's not made with oranges. It's made with orange juice. Yeah. So it's already in liquid form there. So it's not like it's like trying to extract it, like somebody dropped orange peels into the, the thing. They actually pour orange juice into this and it mixes in. So I think that gives it a little bit of a stronger orange flavor. I would not turn this away.
0: No, yeah, this is um, this is pretty good. Yeah, it is. pretty, pretty good. It's, pretty it's not sullen. that... Um,
1: it's not hazy, not hazy. It's not it's dark, not dark. You know, I mean, you get that with a lot of the juicier ones. They get the haziness, like the, the 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 haze. What was the Voodoo Ranger one called? Juicy Haze, yeah, something like that. That one was
0: very hazy, hence the name.
1: Yes, very hazy. It, it's not like that at all. But the flavor is really solid. Um, it is. If you hear crumpling in the background, that is Fiona. She has found a paper bag that she wishes to sleep on, but she can't find the right position. So yeah, hi, it Fiona. takes
0: her uh For a cat, it takes a very long time to get comfortable.
1: Yeah. Also, let's say hi to Deb. Hi, Deb. Hi, Deb. Deb, I'm going to warn you right now. This is going to be a football-heavy episode, (laughs) as it's a long one. We have to talk about the NFL draft, which I know you don't care about, but I know other people do. (laughs) We're going to do burning hot take questions, but then we're going to be very football-centric today. So um, let's uh, let's jump right in. Let's do some burning hot take questions. Uh, I will start this week. Okay. So um, a bunch of stuff going on both in pop culture and the nfl so where do i start let's start with the news that broke today we're recording on wednesday the passing of the great bruno sammartino 82 years old from the wwe yep my question to you we're a little bit younger for his era we're
0: on the edge right
1: do you remember anything about bruno sammartino and if so what is it
0: Yep, I remember uh, he was in. I don't remember what WrestleMania was. He was in a Royal Rumble. Okay. Um, I also remember he got into a fight with Rowdy Piper, doing a uh, Piper's Pit in the middle of the ring. Wow. And that's back when um,
1: another guy gone too soon.
0: Yes, uh, that's also back when they didn't. You know, things weren't very. You know, PC.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so you know, Roddy Piper said some things. There was some swearing that wasn't bleeped out, but that um, was good.
1: Roddy, I didn't Piper. realize
0: he um, he wrestled until like 1988.
1: Yeah, and then he went straight into the booth. He was um, he was before I want to say before Jesse Ventura was doing like things like Superstars of Wrestling on Saturdays. He was doing Superstars of Wrestling for a couple of years, and I had not realized that until yep. I read it in his his uh, obituary today. But uh, people forget Roddy Piper was historically off script all the time. Yeah. I think it was it was the WrestleMania I was at, WrestleMania 20 in New York, and they did a flashback. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T did a promo, and Paul Orndorff and Rowdy nice. Roddy Piper supposedly crashed it. And if for those who are not wrestling fans, that was like the first, was either WrestleMania 1 or 2 was their their big main event, was those four guys in a fight. And we're sitting there, and Roddy Piper is going off about how they should have won this match, and 30 years later, or 20 years later, they wish they had another shot at him, blah, blah, and he's just going off. And you can hear in the background, in Madison Square Garden, I don't know if it picked up on the cast, <laughs> but you can hear someone going, Roddy, stay on script. Stay, stick the script. <laughs> Script Roddy, script, <laughs> script, and he's just going off. <laughs> script Roddy, script. Just woke up the cat with that, that little ranting sound. Woke <laughs> up the cat. So it, it, he was notorious for that. But Bruno Sammartino, I mean, even though he was before my time, everybody back in the eighties talked about what a great wrestler he was. You know, yeah. And, and he,
0: um, I think he still has a record for holding the championship the longest—eight
1: consecutive years. He was the champion of the WWE back when it was a regional thing. Where yeah, the Northeast. If, have you ever read Jerry the King Lawler's book? Uh, no. because All right, read it. Okay. It breaks down how wrestling worked before it was a national organization, when it was regional. And you did. You had a national champion who traveled region to region and would take on the region's challenger and would usually ultimately lose. And Bruno Sammartino, for a long time, was that guy. He was a guy that, for the WWE's regional um, affiliates, would go there. So for months, someone like Jerry Lawler would, quote-unquote, fight to make himself the number one contester. And then Bruno Sammartino would be showing up one day and be like, Who's the big man here? I'll take him out right now. And they would have a wrestling match, and it would be a big deal that Bruno Sammartino, the champion, was coming to town. The hometown boy was going to have a shot at him. And he outlines this in the book. And it's, it's really, really well done. Huh. So, for a long time, he was the quote unquote circuit champion. He was the guy who traveled town to town from region to region and represented a network of smaller organizations that were just working together. So, for eight years, he was the champion. It's a long eight time. Years. Now, that won't happen in this day, no. It's where it's no, national. No. But anyway, yeah. So, that's what we remember about Bruno San Martino. Craig, question two is yours.
0: Um, <clears throat> all right. Um, hmm. It's on football. Cause this came up this week with a couple players. Okay. Namely two players. Actually, no, no, I'll save that for later. Um, this is a big thing. Um, Tom Brady, two things with Tom Brady.
1: Yeah. Damn it. I think you're going to steal my question from question three.
0: Well, I I can separate them.
1: No, no, go ahead and do what you're going to do. And I'll I'll, I'll compensate.
0: Um, Tom Brady, apparently rumors have it that he is leading a revolt against Bill Belichick.
1: I saw that article that you sent me. And I did not, I I just, I scanned it. So remind us, what is this article proposing? How is he leading this result? Um,
0: Basically, um, the short, short version. Uh, He is tired of Belichick's iron rule. Uh Uh-huh. And he is still very angry about Belichick getting rid of his personal trainer. Personal doctor trainer. Uh, The
1: magic pajama king.
0: yes. Yes. Uh, so apparently there's a lot of friction between them now. So he what is keeps he... going to craft and hey. All right, so he's
1: he's going around. He rumor allegedly why, yeah. is going around the head coach to the owner to express displeasure. Yep, But he's not like in the locker room saying we shouldn't show up for workouts or we right. shouldn't do well, this. Well, I mean,
0: he has his own rules about preseason workouts. He yeah, doesn't show up to too. them. He doesn't he doesn't go to them.
1: So your question is what do I think about all this? And
0: yeah. Yeah. Do you think there's any merit to it considering the Beltrick? A check had to trade away his two future quarterbacks to appease think, certain people?
1: I think Tom Brady, and this is going to upset folks, including our dear friend, Sench. <laughs> I think Tom Brady is probably one of the biggest whiners in professional sports.
0: Better than Damaruna was.
1: Yes. Wow. At this point in his career, yes. Uh, I, He is a creature of habit, and when his habit is disturbed, he reacts. His habit was disturbed when the trainer was evicted, and now he is just going to... He is not settling into the new routine. I just, I just, that's the way I look at it. I just, I, so I'm not surprised. I don't know if I believe these reports. If I, if I, if you told me rumors, if you told me put a percentage on it, I'd say about 65 to 70% chance that they were true. I would tend to believe them, but I don't believe them outright. I, I think, I think Brady is upset. I think, but at the same time, you know, Tom Brady, what the freak do you want You didn't like Jacoby Brissett, so you made him trade him. So they traded him. You didn't like Jimmy Garoppolo, so you made your presence known and they traded him. What do you want them to do?
0: Yeah, just wait till he decides to stop playing and then worry about it. And then
1: draft a rookie quarterback in a year where quarterbacks may not be as strong as they are this year. And you end up with a guy like, I don't know, Don Magikowski at the end of his career (laughs) level. I mean,
0: wow, the magic man, the magic
1: man. I mean, what do you want? What do you want? Yep. You've got to think beyond you've got to think beyond where you are now and into the organization. We had this conversation before. We all know Brett Favre, Joe Montana, yeah, those guys yeah, thought yeah, themselves yeah. immortal. Yep. I get it. It's not a strictly Tom Brady phenomenon, but he's got to understand, someone's got to sit him down and go, listen, you are not the New England Patriots. Show him the video from the 80s. New England, the Patriots, and me. Show him (laughs) that there was a team there before he got there. I understand it didn't win anything before he got there. They were in the Super Bowl
0: against the Bears.
1: And here's a a harsh truth. Tom Brady, I hope to God you're listening right now because I'm going to give you a factoid that even you or your golfing buddy can't call fake news. (laughs) You were not drafted to be the starter. You weren't. You got the starting job when Drew Bledsoe got hurt. Let me say that again. You walked in the door... And did not start out of the gate. You were not the savior of that organization from the draft. You worked yourself into a very great role and you are a fantastic player. But the New England Patriots are going to exist long after you and I are dead. (laughs) Period. Come to terms with that play as long as you can win as many championships as you can and then start going to the national sports collectors convention (laughs) where i will gladly say all of this to your face (laughs) while security restrains me it just makes me upset when players think that they're bigger than the franchise or bigger than the organization franchise yes there's only one person in the nfl who has that right and it's jerry jones and i hate him too true you know, I True. mean, quick aside, yeah. Des Bryant got released this week, he which, did. you know, we'll talk about really briefly at some point, but when Des Bryant got released, Jerry Jones released a statement about Des Bryant's right, not release. not the Cowboys. Not the Cowboys, not Cowboys officials confirm, Jerry Jones released the statement. Yep. Do you remember, I think it was Family Guy, did a, uh, Family Guy or Simpsons did a joke about um the guy who ran for president. Oh my God. Al Gore. No, no, no. The Republican guy with the bad arm. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Bob Dole. Dole. Did a joke how Bob Dole always used his name?
0: Bob Dole. Bob
1: Dole thinks this is a great idea. Bob Dole supports (laughs) this. Bob Dole thinks Bob Dole thinks this is a great idea. Bob Dole, Bob Dole, Bob Dole. That is Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones is the modern Bob Dole. Everything has to be about Jerry. When the the Cowboys were talking about how they were going to protest, and they linked arms at center field during the great kneeling protest, Who was in the dead center of that line?
0: Jerry Jones. Jerry
1: Jones. Who was the camera on? Who was Fox centered on?
0: Jerry Jones. Jerry
1: Jones. It is always about Jerry Jones. Tom Brady, until you own a team, you cannot be Jerry Jones. And Jerry Jones shouldn't even be
0: Jerry Jones. (laughs) I think you said Jerry Jones more than any human ever has. Yeah, this is going
1: to be the Jerry Jones episode. <laughs> and that's the title of this episode is going to be Jerry Jones all in cap with an exclamation point after it. There's your title. <laughs> I'm doing it tomorrow. All right. It's Thursday, Brit who reviews this, remember you said this. <laughs> but that's, that's my point. The guys think they're bigger than the organization. Guys think they're bigger than the league. Tom Brady is not. And at some point, he's going to have to come to terms with that. And if he's not careful, it's going to be forced upon him. Like it was forced upon Brett Favre, like it was forced upon Joe Montana. You are going to yep. learn the hard way. You are not the Patriots. Exactly. Okay, I've been ranting for a solid
0: three minutes yeah, on this. This is a double stuffed triggered, uh, double stuffed Oreo episode. So, what do
1: you, what is your thinking on all this? Is there any truth to these rumors?
0: Um, uh, seeing how they interacted last season, I think there is some level of truth to this. Okay, and I feel like. Brady is having a very hard time coming to, you know, real, you know, accepting the fact that he's in the twilight of his career.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's become very defensive about his job. Yeah. And I just think he's, you know, and definitely after the doctor thing, I think he's just going to craft with all of his complaints.
1: Do you remember how much we loved him that first Super Bowl where they upset the Rams? I think it was the Rams they upset. They won that first Super Bowl, and he hugged Drew Bledsoe, and was like, "We won!" And everybody was like, "Oh, what a success story! What a nice guy! <laughs> He's hugging the other quarterback." And Drew Bledsoe was like, "Yeah, we won." <laughs> <laughs> and, and we all knew what was going to happen. That guy is gone. The humble Tom Brady ceased to exist somewhere, and it's got—he can't.
0: No. What
1: can't are the odds, it. honestly, yeah. percentage-wise, off the top of your head? What yep. are the odds the Patriots go out and draft a quarterback this year? 80% really
0: I think so I think it's high because he's I don't know who their backup is technically
1: it, it, and I'm I'm an evil jackass I'm gonna say that right now I would go out there I would draft his successor I would trade up to get one of the big names and then I would announce he's the opening day starter <laughs> on draft day I would announce a quarterback competition <laughs> because that would just set Brady. It is someone has got to remind Tom Brady that he is not the organization. And that's, I don't, Yep, it just upsets sure. me. It just upsets me because he's such a fantastic player. He's in the perfect system for his skills. He has amazing numbers. He's had. he's a, I mean, no one, as much as you and I dislike Tom Brady, we can't deny he is a hall of famer. Yeah. He's going be. into the hall. There's no question about it, but I want to like the people that go into the hall of fame. Yep. I don't want to dislike the people who go into the hall of fame. I don't. I had the chance to go up to Cooperstown and see Mike Piazza and Ken Griffey, get, Ken Griffey Jr. get inducted into the Hall of Fame. And it was fantastic because I like them both. I'm a Met fan. How could I not like Mike Piazza?
0: He just can't throw it a second.
1: He just can't throw people out. At all. But that's okay. You can give <laughs> up that guy who gets in the scoring position and gets around the score because you're going to hit a three-run homer the next inning. I'm okay with that. All right. I'm sorry. I'm moving uh, no, on. No, it's
0: okay. That's fine. I'm
1: moving on. This makes for great podcasting, it I does. think. I don't know. It Maybe it does. I don't know.
0: I need to open my second beer. But yeah. first, yes.
1: question the third. All right. We're going to stick with Tom Brady. Okay. But we're going to go outside of football. And my question is this. Did you see the picture of the supposed Stormy I, Daniels? I I did. It, 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 I, I
0: did. Does it not look
1: like Tom Brady?
0: It looks exactly like Tom Brady from 2011.
1: Someone, I think it might have been you actually, so I may, may have actually tipped my question here, sent me a side-by-side picture of them.
0: Uh, I think that was me.
1: Okay. It's freaking yeah. <laughs>
0: It's Tom Brady from 2011.
1: Now, that's the other thing. The funny thing about this whole Stormy Daniels thing, we try not to be political, so we're going to stick strictly on yeah, this, the, well, on the yeah, picture. Yeah. We're not going to go into to Trump and how much I hate him, which is another, I grant. That's me. a different podcast. That's a whole, you know, we do need a separate <laughs> podcast for that. We all need our coping mechanisms, folk. Um, but I've seen a number of people who say this is what he looks like in celebrity. And he does. He looks, he's like the most generic looking human man I've ever seen in this photo. Except with in the his hair, sketch. though. Yeah, the hair really screams Tom Brady. He also looks like Stormy Daniels had a boyfriend that looks exactly like this dude—same nose and chin and everything. But it's, it's the hair.
0: It's the hair. Hair and the way choose. the eyes are set.
1: The yeah. hair, the eye set, and the overall shape of the face scream
0: Tom, Tom Brady. Brady from 2011. So, and like he's, you know, he's friends with. Uh,
1: well, they, they're golf buddies. Yeah, he and Donald Trump have played golf together. But okay, let's put this on a percentage. All right. What is the percentage that Donald Ugh. Trump convinced Tom <laughs> Brady to threaten someone in his name?
0: Wait, he can't, the percentage that he That asked Tom Donald Brady Trump to, said or? to
1: Tom Brady, "I need you to do me a favor. I need you to get this lady off my back. Say whatever you need to, just make it happen." What are the odds that he Ah, uh, I two percent i'm gonna go two percent two
0: i'll push it up to like five
1: it's not impossible but it is so close to conspiracy theory area yeah. that i feel like i need a tinfoil hat just to talk about it yeah but man does that picture look like him doesn't it
0: it really does that's scary and the per- the woman who drew that sketch she is one of the top rated police sketch artists in the world in the world and she's had more like you know uh, links to cases, yes, of people, you know, finding out who this person is. Her and, like, sketches
1: have had more successful links to actual go. criminals, people who have been convicted of or later pled guilty to the crimes, than anyone else in the world. Right, that was what I read as well, which is why they used her. Yep, but man, if that isn't the most generic looking dude. I mean, if I went through the J. Crew catalog right now, I could probably find six or seven guys that look like him. <laughs> he is just the most generic-looking dude. But yep. I, if I had to say one celebrity looks like, he looks like Tom Brady. He does. I and let me let me be clear here: we are not accusing Tom Brady of anything. We do not think Tom Brady committed any crimes. But man, does that composite
0: sketch look like him? Just deflated some balls.
1: Just deflated some balls, which is technically not a
0: crime. No. But
1: all right, so there's burning hot take questions, weird ones this week. But on to the main meat. If, <laughs> if you need to use the bathroom, if you need another drink on your end, if you have to call your mom to make sure she's doing okay down in Pensacola, now is the time to do it because we are settling in for our fantastic draft preview. Let me start at the beginning. Craig and I know absolutely nothing about college football. Well, Craig knows more than I do.
0: Very little, because I, I started in a, a college football fantasy league last year, so... Yes. A little bit. Not as much as your brother.
1: Yes. Who, by the way, is not here because he's in Aruba. Well, Let's say that again. He's in Aruba.
0: Well, I mean, if he's got to be somewhere.
1: I, I thought you'd be more upset the fact that he's in Aruba. I'm upset that he's I'm in Aruba. I'm
0: upset uh, that I'm not in Aruba, and he is. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty
1: much where I'm at.
0: So... Um,
1: The funny part is my mother was like, he has a group text with us. He just, whenever we travel, we keep in touch with each other, just make sure everybody's okay. Yeah. So he's like, we touched down in Aruba and my mother's like, what's the weather like? So he starts sending us a picture or two and I'm just like, why are you rubbing this in? hate you. Seriously, can't you say it's like (laughs) 75 and sunny and just let us be okay with it? Instead, you're sending us pictures. Look at this beach. Look at what I'm seeing right now. My hotel room is huge. Uh,
0: This, uh, hold on. Wait. Wait, breaking news? just in.
1: We we need a breaking news soundbite. We really do. I'm going to I'm going to open another beer and prepare for for breaking news. There we go. Okay. Talk to me about breaking there news.
0: There are rumors that Tom Brady might abruptly retire. Brett is filling a glass with a new beer. Keep
1: talking. I'm listening.
0: Um so there there are rumors swirling right now. This was just popped up on our Twitter feed. Uh-huh. That Tom Brady just might call it quits. Who is reporting this? Uh, Where are you reading it from? This is who was this from? This is from Tom Curran of NBC Sports in Boston. Wow, uh,
1: NBC Sports Boston. That's actually more into this. Wow, wow. All right. Before I respond to that, I just opened my second beer, and it's a uh, from Platform Beer Company. It's called Speed Merchant. Is there cocaine in this? Sure. I
0: hope not. There was a drink like that.
1: Yeah, Coca Cola was originally made with cocaine.
0: There was, but there was another drink called Cocaine that actually had a little bit. Oh, shit. It was an energy drink.
1: I bet. Speed Merchant is a white IPA. It's described as citrusy, tropical, and piney. I'm gonna try it in a minute. But yeah, so is this? Is this Brady pushing back? Is this Brady?
0: Uh, because he officially hasn't confirmed if he's gonna play next year.
1: Oh, for the love of cheese! Is he under contract? Yes. Yeah. Has he filed retirement paperwork? No. He's right now gonna play next year.
0: So you think so? So he's not gonna get sad that this could be his last year. And no, this is
1: all the more reason for the Patriots to go into this draft now and get a quarterback. The longer he sits there and goes, I don't know what I want to do, the more it drives Bill Belichick to need a quarterback. And you know what? That's the answer because we all know he's gonna if he goes in there and drafts a quarterback, everyone's gonna be like, How does this how does this change Brady's stats with the organization? And you know what Bill Belichick's gonna say? I don't know what Brady's stats with the organization is. He's hinting at retirement by no, all reports. Like,
0: I don't know. What he's I don't about know. Right he now. hasn't he talked to me. Whatever.
1: He hasn't talked to me. He's talked to you guys more about his retirement than he's talked to me. So I'm protecting the best interest of the team.
0: That's what he's going to say. There
1: is no situation under which Tom can Brady you, walks out of this looking good.
0: Can you imagine if, hypothetical land, if if Kraft fired Belichick? Like, what would happen? If Tom Bra- let's, say, now. let's say Tom Brady stayed there. And Belichick left. Do the Patriots just, like, crumble?
1: Well, seeing as they lost their offensive and defensive coordinators. Oh, no, wait a minute. No, they didn't.
0: No, they kept... um, McCown stayed. The offensive dude, yes.
1: All right, here comes the tinfoil hat theory. So Tom Brady goes to Josh McCown in the darkened room (laughs) with a man in the corner, and all you can see is a lit cigarette circa the (laughs) X-Files. And Tom Brady says, It's time. We're going to make our move against Bill. You can't go to Indy. You stay here. I've already talked to Bob. Bob says, you're the next hit. hit coach. And Josh McCown goes, right, dude, let's make this happen. And then he picks up a holopad and whispers into it menacingly, execute order 66. And the next thing you know, this is all in motion. I'm taking my tinfoil hot off all right. Yeah, but thats cr- I mean, that's crazy, but is that why McCown stays? Because he sensed one way or the other, Bill was getting ready to retire. It's possible. We don't know. That was one of the rumors when he decided not to take the indie job. There is no scenario under which Brady walks out of this looking good. It's the same thing with with Odell Beckham. When OBJ said, I am not stepping foot on your field without a contract extension. No mini camps,
0: they said you're going. No the
1: workouts. They said, we'll trade you to the Browns. We'd like to introduce you to Jarvis Landry <laughs> because he's the guy who's going to be catching more passes than you do in this new spot. <laughs> and all of a sudden he was like, you know what? I'm gonna show up for mini camps. I'm dedicated to this organization. Blah, blah, blah. There's no way this works good for you. It is very, very few players that can have that kind of leverage, and Tom Brady does not. You are not the Patriots. (laughs) You're not. Montana was not the Niners. Nope. Do you know how good the 49ers were under his successor, Steve Young? They won a title.
0: They were pretty good.
1: Brett Favre was not the Packers. Do you know what they did since he's been gone? They won a title and they've been to a second Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers is just as good as Favre in the record books. You are not the Patriots. That life will continue after you're gone, Tom. Why are you pushing this?
0: Exactly. So, what beer did you open?
1: <sighs> yeah, Seriously, get me back on track, will you? <laughs> My God. Get me back on track and somebody get me another juicy double. Um, Yeah, I, I mentioned this briefly before I ranted. Platform beer company, speed merchant. It's a white IPA. It's described as citrical, tropical, and piney. I like it. Moving on. Citrical. Did I say citrical? You did say I'm citrical. cut off. <laughs> Damn, we're 27 minutes into like an wow. hour and a half long episode. I'm yeah, what's screwed. the um,
0: percentage? On, oh, this is six point six percent. But the first
1: one was eight point three, which is why yeah, I'm like, And the, down I, a bit.
0: the IBUs of this is sixty-six. How's that treating you?
1: You know what? I actually think this has a stronger bitterness component than the Goose Island, so the Goose Island was a seventy, and this guy's a sixty-six. I don't know if you I know. I agree. I've
0: noticed that in our beers.
1: Here we go. He's opening it up. All right. So you just finished the Goose Island, right? I Did so you have it fresh on your palate. Yes. Pour the beer. Wait a second, and then try it before we move on. All right. And then and then we'll see. I mean, I so my first question to you, and this is what I want you to focus on initially.
0: And the beer. Yep.
1: Yes, in the beer is what's the IBU? Is this more or less bitter? Than the Goose Island Juicy Double.
0: <laughs> All right. So
1: he's letting it breathe. I've for a noticed second. that
0: about our beers. Like the higher it says the IBUs are, the more the less we taste the... Is that
1: because we prepare ourselves for more stronger beers? I guess. We had something that was a 105 IBU that once upon a time. It was like nothing. And we were like,
0: no. Where I'm going to go back. I'm gonna have to go back and look that oh, up. Oh, that was Bad
1: Sons. That was the initial Bad Sons run. They, um, was I th- it? I think it was Lupidity. And we tried it, and we were like, wow, 105, my God, get yourself ready, strap yourself in. And we were like, that's not nearly as bitter as most of what we tried. Okay, so here we go. Is this more or less bitter than the Juicy Double? Wow, he liked the nose of it.
0: Well, it's definitely more, well, I mean, it's not a New England IPA. It's definitely piney. Yes. Oh, no
1: question. Tropical? I didn't get tropical out of it myself. I definitely got citrus and piney. Answer the first question.
0: What was the first question?
1: Is it stronger bitterness-wise than the Goose? Which one's more bitter? Yes. So the 66 is more bitter than the 70.
0: Definitely in the aftertaste. It definitely gives yes. that like, dry mouth feeling. Yes.
1: Oh, my God, yes. I mean, maybe it's the orange juice that, that balances out the Goose, but this maybe. is a stronger beer, in my opinion, from a bitterness point of view. Yes. Okay. It I is. feel better about it now. I really do. I'm calming down. I'm not going to talk anymore about Tom Brady, his magic pajamas, or any of that stuff. But anyway, all right, draft preview. So I got started before we had breaking news come in. Yes. And uh, I should let you know today, by the way, I was listening to Beer-Fueled Fantasy, another podcast that uh, does craft beer and does um, fantasy football. They have a lot of musical breaks. Like when they shift, there's almost always a musical thing. We don't do that. We don't. I don't know that I would like that in our podcast. We could add
0: it. I mean, I did it for the yeah. Rosemary's baby and the Christmas.
1: No, no, no. I mean like they stop talking and, and they it's play a music a bump. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's like, all right, we're going to talk about I mean, the we draft and can look into that. Like 10 seconds of a guitar riff you hear a guy go draft
0: time for yeah. uh season 2. I don't know if which I, I like not it officially though. there yet.
1: I don't know if I like that though. All right. I'm mean, just wondering if is that is that common you you you've listened to a lot more podcasts than uh, I have.
0: it's very common. It's very common. We can be uncommon.
1: I like being uncommon.
0: Sidebar, um, just so you feel old, you realize Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is playing for the Toronto Blue Jays. How is that
1: possible? Vlad Guerrero is like 29.
0: Yeah, no. He's like 49, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, my God. (laughs) You're right.
1: That made me feel old. (laughs) But anyway, so point is, if you like craft beer and fantasy football talk, you're already listening to the best podcast, in my opinion. Not, I think so, but the second right. best podcast, and probably the only other podcast that does both beer and fantasy football, check out Beer Fueled Fantasy, available everywhere, and including YouTube. Hint, Craig, we need to get on YouTube. But yeah, we um, can do that. Yeah, we've been talking about doing that. But we have there's another season two thing. Hey, the production season meeting, two
0: is coming up, man.
1: July one, man. First week of July is season two. So the production meeting has got to happen in June.
0: Uh, It can happen after this podcast. I think we might need six, <laughs> six production meetings <laughs> weekly. All at two roads. All at
1: two roads or various breweries. <laughs> um, Done. Yeah. So anyway. All right. Back to the, so the draft. Before we got the breaking news, I was explaining I am not a college football expert. I watch. I, my, I went to UConn. Ask yep. me anything you want about a college basketball player between 1993 and 2000. And I will tell you I was not at UConn seven years. That's just the bulk <laughs> of my knowledge. I can tell you anything you want. I followed college basketball re- religiously for those seven or eight years that I was at UConn. I was not at UConn <laughs> for eight years. I was, there, I was there 93 to 97. That's it. Um, hi, Liz, and hi, Dan, my old college roommates who listen to this sometimes. So, um, But I, I college football... Dan Orlovsky is probably, or, or Donald Brown, wow, are it. Those are the only people that ever came out of UConn that really
0: right. a fantasy who, impact. Who was the one that had the game winning shot with like zero seconds left?
1: Game winning shot,
0: yes, for UConn in, in like nineteen ninety s- f- five. What game? Who are they playing? Six. I don't remember who they were playing.
1: Was it a championship but, round? Yes. You're talking about the. 1996, was it Tate? Big. E- oh, are you talking? About, are you talking about when they broke through when they upset Clemson?
0: Maybe. All, all, was, I, re- all I remember was I was watching on TV. They had like 1.5 seconds yeah. left. Threw the ball in. He jumped up. And okay, made that was, the was shot.
1: 1988. That was that Tate was George. Yes. Okay. That was before I was at UConn. That was Tate George upsetting Clemson, okay. who was a favorite to win it. They were one of the top five Vegas favorites to win it. I think there were two seed that year. We upset them to make to Sweet Sixteen for the first time ever.
0: Oh, okay. It might have
1: been Elite Eight, but we never went further than that. I think it was Sweet Sixteen, and then the the program started to grow. And then when I got there in the nineties, they really matured. Um, they would not make a they would not make the Final Four before nineteen ninety nine. Two years after I graduated, because I was only at UConn for four years, <laughs> four and a half. I did one extra semester. Um, but they, they, you know, they were there. And I could seriously fill an entire episode with stories I'm probably not supposed to tell wow. about my interactions with UConn basketball players on campus. So all I'll say is this. Ray Allen is the nicest guy I've ever met from the UConn basketball team. All right. I had a sociology class with him. He sat in front of me. I did not speak to him a single word the entire semester until the end of the class. And when I did talk to him, he was the nicest
0: guy on earth. So you're saying you cheated off of him?
1: No. No, 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 no. It was one of those things where I was finally like, I, I got the courage up to say, hey, Ray. And it was, it was just right after UConn had beaten George um, Georgetown and Allen Iverson for the Big East title. And I just tapped him on the shoulder the day after. I was like, that was a great game last night. And we had time. He turned around and talked to me for almost five minutes. Nice. Like just somebody like, hey, an old friend just said hi to me. And he just talked to me for five minutes. And then my friend taps, tap, leans in and goes, So, Ray, are you going pro or are you going to stick around for your next year? And I'm like, you just killed the conversation. What are you trying to do? (laughs) We're sitting here having a nice conversation. It was a great game. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure watching you play. And you come in here with a conversation killer. Yep. Oh, it was frustrating. Anyway. All right. So the whole point of all this is that I don't know college football. I don't. I watch it once in a while. But the the, the bottom line is during the fall, my devotion is to. There's a
0: lot of teams to keep. Keep track of. There
1: is. And my devotion is to the NFL. I am tracking numbers. I'm tracking DFS trends. I am doing all that stuff. I don't have time for college football. So we're, I'm going to say, I'm going to say me. I'm not going to put Craig into this.
0: I'm an idiot when
1: it comes to college football.
0: So I'm just like a step above that. So it's fine. Well,
1: you're way ahead of me in that (laughs) respect. So what I did today was I reached out to our friends in Twitter and a number of them wrote back and I basically said, I am not Mel Kuiper. Help me talk about <laughs> who I need to talk about, and I said, and we're talking about outside the obvious. We're talking about right. outside the big three or four quarterbacks. We're talking. We're not talking Saquon Barkley. Tell me who we need to talk about. So what I have here is approximately forty pages of research.
0: Literally has forty pages held together with a pen yeah. and <sighs> staples
1: and staples. What we're going to talk about is a little bit about mock drafting, who may go where, and um. And then we're going to get into some of the obscure players that our friends on Twitter recommended we talk about. So, And we will give credit where credit is due. Yep. So the first thing I have here is the NFL draft order. Printed so small wow. that I could have written it on a cracker and it would have been better, <laughs> more readable than it is right now. Yep. Next thing I have is the top 100 players according to drafttech.com who do okay. spend a lot of time with this. So if you want to check out their stuff, please go there. Great site. And then after that, I have a mock draft from Draft Tech. So Man. let's jump
0: right in. All right.
1: Number one pick.
0: Number one pick is to the Browns. The
1: property of the Cleveland Browns at yep. this moment. Exactly. Craig
0: Matthews. Mm-hmm. Oh, damn, I'm not
1: supposed to use the last names on the air. Craig <laughs> Jones. We've never used last names on the air. That's the only reason I, I try to do that. I'll use your social security number next. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> your date of birth. Um, Craig. Who do the Browns draft at number one? Um, go.
0: I want to say it's a tie between Barkley and um, uh, Josh Allen, but I think they're going to go quarterback and take Allen. So
1: you think Josh Allen? I, I think I think at this point, and we a couple months, a couple weeks ago, I put forth a the theory that they may go running back because they were three I or mean, four. They still can yeah. There were three or four decent quarterbacks, and if they didn't care for any one in particular, they could go Barkley to make sure they got the running back and then wait to see who dropped to the four slot. Right. From what I've heard is no one knows who they want, but they know who they want. Right. I'm hearing Sam Darnold. Now, last week on this very podcast, I said everything I'm reading says Sam Darnold out of USC. That's because I only read two or three articles and they all said Sam Darnold. The more I read, the more I looked at other opinions, the more I started to see conflicting advice. But I do think they're going to go with him. I think he's going to be the number one pick. I think he, he, uh, this might be the the deepest class we've had since Marino and Elway in terms For of quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even think about. You realize, teams.
0: and that means one of them is, uh, uh, what's his name? The Jets, the Jets drafted that year.
1: Oh, uh, Ken O'Brien.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that means one of them is not going to be spectacular.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you can't all be fan- franchise quarterbacks. But I mean, think about it. We had the year where it was Eli Manning and Philip Rivers, but there was only two deep. Yep. Um, we had the year where it was um, Peyton Manning or wait for it,
0: oh guy with all the trouble, Achilles Smith, that Ryan is, Leaf,
1: drugs, Ryan Leaf. Thank you. Who's doing a fantastic job, by the way? I hear. Yeah, he's, now
0: he's a dog trainer.
1: Yeah, he's a dog trainer and a motivational speaker, and he's helping people stay off drugs, which is fantastic. Because he was one of the guys who walked out of Chris Carter's speech on not on proper behavior. Was he? Yes. At when I used to have the rookie yeah. symposium,
0: you never walk out on Chris Carter. Man, he
1: walked out on Chris Carter uh, by you reports. I have not seen you, that. I was not there.
0: You can't walk out on Chris Carter. Apparently, you can, and Ryan Leaf did, and Just now like Lawrence Phillips, when he went the other extreme other way, dead. and he is dead.
1: You know, I mean, at least Ryan Leaf pulled his life together and is alive. God bless him. He's doing the positive things. People, look at what happened to Ryan Leaf and, and Lawrence Phillips and don't do that.
0: No, oh, don't. Yeah, don't do that. Especially don't do what Lawrence Phillips did.
1: Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, every time there was a story about Lawrence Phillips coming out, like he was pawning like championship rings from the Big 12.
0: Yeah, I was like, not oh a good. God. not good. Not good.
1: So, yeah. So, at least at least Ryan Leaf is alive and he can he can do positive things now. So I think Sam Darnold is going to go one. Okay. But either way, we do definitely think that Allen or Darnold will go one.
0: Yep.
1: Number 2, the, the Giants. giants. The, dun, dun, dun. the gigantic wild card of all no wild one knows cards.
0: What the hell they're doing?
1: I don't think they know what they're doing yet. What do you think they're going to do? Uh,
0: I think they're going to I think they're going to screw up everyone's everyone else's draft picks and take Barkley.
1: That's a possibility. I have him. I have Barkley at two as well, but it's only because I have Darnold at one. What I've heard is that the Giants really love Sam Darnold, but if he's not there, they're going to go Barkley. They're going to go so best you think player if available.
0: So they, the Browns take Josh Allen. The Giants are going to take Darnold. Correct.
1: Correct. I do. I think they're going to do that. But I think if they, if he's not there, it's literally a we're going to take Sam Darnold or we're going to take best player. So available.
0: they're going to do it the, the way we do fantasy drafts. Yes.
1: How and I understand there's a lot of really great quarterbacks in this. I really think Saquon Barkley is a generational talent.
0: Kajana hey, Carter.
1: <coughs> now we're gonna start listing Curtis Nis, Kajana Carter, Anthony Thomas. Didn't he go they all went to Penn State?
0: Yeah, poor Penn State running backs. Yeah. Someone tell your brother. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. So, uh,
0: yeah, everything that I've seen, so at least in the last 24 hours, yeah. say that they're going to take Barkley, assuming he's there.
1: I have seen. Now, here's the funny part I've looked at five or six mock drafts this week. Every single one has someone different in that two slot. And when I say different, I mean, I look at the Browns one slot, and largely what I'm seeing is a variety of different quarterbacks. Everyone's confident that the Browns are going to take quarterback at one. But I don't see that when I look at the Giants. I have seen mock drafts where they're taking Saquon Barkley. I have had seen ones where they're taking Bradley Chubb out of, New, uh, out of NC State. I have seen yep. one where they're taking Minka Fitzpatrick out of Alabama, the safety. Really? Yes!
0: Everyone, wow, I haven't seen that one.
1: Everyone is saying Something different about the Giants. And that's what makes having this conversation so freaking hard. No one knows what the Giants are going to do. But for uh, the purpose the Giants of this are conversation. They're
0: card in this whole thing. They
1: really are. And that's the thing. If you're sitting at three, and I'm pulling up the list because I don't remember. Yeah, what it's the top a lot a favor, head, folks. It's It's the New York Jets. At three, that's why I printed this out because I knew I was not going to remember. Oh all
0: man, this. it's the Jets.
1: The Jets are sitting at three. If you're the Jets, oh my
0: God, Jets! Please do not take Baker Mayfield for the love of God.
1: Uh, half of me thinks they talked about Baker Mayfield to try and get the, into the Giants' heads because I, they don't I want hope him, so. and they know the Giants. I've seen sense.
0: um I've seen them taking Josh Allen or Sam Darnold, whichever one of them is there. All right, so
1: whichever. Right, so let's let's agree on this. Yep. We don't know what the Giants are going to
0: do. No, no one does. We I don't even think, think the Giants know what they're going to do.
1: My opinion is they're going to take Barkley or Darno. Your opinion is they're going to take Barkley. All right, so and in the yes. third pick, the Jets are going to take basically whichever of the quarterbacks is going to fall So to either
0: them. Josh Allen or or Sam Darno.
1: Now, in my situation, Josh Allen is there, and he can go to the Jets. In your situation, Sam Darno is there, and he can go to the Jets. Am I saying it Darno?
0: It's it darn. Darn- Darnold. Darnold. God.
1: Darnold. Just pulled the Brent Musburger. Kent, Maui.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: not Kent. What was his name? Yeah, Kevin.
0: but uh, for the love of God, Jets, do not take Baker Mayfield. Please. I always, oh no. He can't. It's New York. It is not a good place for him.
1: But you know what? If podcasting were around in the 80s, there'd be a, a an 80s version of Craig saying, don't take Dan Marino. For the love of cheese, don't take Dan Marino.
0: Uh, I would still say don't take Kyle Brady instead of Warren Sapp.
1: <laughs> I guess this makes sense if you're going to move Johnny Mitchell to wide receiver. Literally the quote from, I think it was Mel Kuiper who said it. I could be wrong on that. But I remember watching that draft with you and they selected Kyle Brady and that was the analysis. And he said it so slowly like he didn't believe the own words coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I guess I this just makes say, sense if...
0: Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I really thought that draft, um, and it's on YouTube. The clip of it is on YouTube. If you want to go look up the Jets drafting Kyle Brady, yep. I thought everyone there was going to start throwing chairs. Was that
1: not the same draft where Donovan McNabb went to Philadelphia and the Philadelphia people lost their minds?
0: Yes, I think so.
1: I, can't, I cannot for the life of me off the top of my head because we did not prepare for this conversation. No. Remember who
0: Philly passed up?
1: Was it like Ray Lewis or somebody? It was somebody who was really good.
0: Ray Lewis, I think, was the year after.
1: But there was was definitely... The Philadelphia fans were chanting a name in the theater at Madison Square Garden. They were chanting a name, and they took Donovan McNabb and the whole place you thought they were going to... I don't care what people say about New Yorkers. (laughs) New York fans are not half as harsh as Philly fans.
0: (laughs) At least New York fans are forgiving. No, we don't. New York fans are forgiving. What
1: the hell are you talking about? I still haven't forgiven Bobby Bonilla.
0: Well, that's different. Just because he made you to pay him. Just because he made a spectacular contract deal for the rest of his life.
1: You can divert my salary over the next twenty years. That's (laughs) fine.
0: Yes, it was. Um. Yeah. Uh. So here's the thing. Going back to uh, football, yes, baseball. Yeah, I got to, uh, go. everywhere I've seen yeah. at the four pick. Uh, the Browns are taking Bradley Chubb,
1: Bradley, the defensive, Chubb, end. the defensive end, who is according to draft tech, by the way, I like the way if you have not been to draft tech, go look at their website. I like the way they break things down. They don't talk about defensive ends or outside linebackers. They talk about edge rushers. And that's really what it is. True. Because if you think about it, that's all, what what are your end end defenders supposed to do? Supposed to get to the quarterback, put pressure.
0: Uh, they're supposed to rush and then randomly cover receivers. Correct.
1: Correct. And when the defensive end rushes, tries to go outside, what does the outside linebacker, if there is one, do? Typically, if it's a 4-3, then he, it's, it's a linebacker. If it's a 3-4, it's a defensive end. Right. Or I might have that backwards. I don't know. Either way. But normally, the guy goes inside Right. Whoever is not rushing the QP goes inside to pick force that block pickup so that the end rusher can get around. So they just talk about edge rushers, and they have him as the number one edge rusher overall, and they have Bradley Chubb as a number three prospect in the entire thing. But you know what? We're going to take a two second side step here, yeah, because there is a guy who is not on this list, okay, who we need to talk about. All right, who is clearly heads and above. Every defensive player in the entire draft. Okay. And that is, and I'm going to botch his name. Okay. But it's Foley Fatusaki. Clearly the best defender in the draft. He is number 119 on the big board I got from Draft Tech, But he is absolutely the best defender in the draft. Mark it down, folks. Foley Fa- Fatusaki. I can't even pronounce his name. Foley's his nickname too it's not even his real first name is the best defender in his draft and do you know why Craig? why because he played for Yukon. <laughs> he's actually the number 119 overall ranked and he's a defensive lineman. he has been moving up draft boards because all of his postseason workouts have been fantastic. Oh, wow. Solid player at UConn, but it's at UConn. It's UConn. That's like being a solid, playmer, a solid player at Polytech Institute of Indiana. I have Institute to say, UConn Indiana.
0: game we, uh, we went to a long that ago. That was a long
1: time ago, Craig.
0: I know, but it was fun. They're not good anymore. It was fun.
1: They're not good anymore. That was just fun to go to. It was. They got general. too big for their britches really quickly. Yeah. They played one. They lost one really bad bowl game to Nebraska and thought they could double their ticket prices, and I, I fell off the train. So, <laughs> anyway, so mark it down, folks. Foley, Fatusaki all pro 2020. I'm calling it right now, wherever he goes. So all right, back to the actual draft coverage. So you have Chubb at four? Yes. What about Saquon Barkley? You don't have or you have Barkley at two.
0: At uh, yeah, at the Giants.
1: I think, I honestly think the Browns think that Barkley's gonna fall to them.
0: So you're thinking they're gonna get a top quarterback and Barkley.
1: I no no. What I'm saying is that's what the Browns are thinking. The Browns have it in their head. We're going to get the quarterback we like. This, is our, I'm the Browns GM right now. Okay. The Giants need to draft quarterback. We know the Jets are drafting quarterback because they moved up. The big three quarterbacks, in any way, shape, or form you want to put them, are all going to go in the first three picks, right. and Barkley is going to fall to us at four. That is what they're thinking. I don't think it's going to work out that way either. I still have Barkley at two to the Giants. But yep. Chubb would be Chub would be a huge step up for them.
0: Uh, can I can I just say the 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 Denver Broncos have the five pick? Yes. If for some ungodly reason somehow, yeah. and this probably isn't going to happen, right? But if Saquon Barkley falls to the Broncos,
1: they have to go quarterback or they've got to go guard. They're, they're too they're too thin.
0: You don't think the Broncos will just take no, him? No, I
1: think that's they haven't really C.J. Anderson yet as of right
0: now, right? They did. He's they gone. did. They officially released yeah. him. Yeah, they cut. He's cut. <sighs>
1: then they didn't. They got to take Barkley at five if he's there.
0: And can I just say, from a fantasy point of view, whoever the Brown, whoever the Broncos' starting running back is, just mm-hmm. draft them. They're yeah. always over a thousand yards. Yeah, all I the mean, time.
1: C.J. Anderson was very disappointing last year. And he still he's had, still at over a
0: thousand yards. Yeah,
1: I I don't think Barkley's going to fall to five.
0: No. I Honestly. Mean, he could, but I doubt it.
1: But let's stay with our, our current track of mine. Yep. So we've got in the top in the top four. Well, you've got Chubb in the top four, and I yep. don't who do I don't know. I have Chubb if Barkley goes two, yep. then he Chubb's gonna go four in my opinion. There's one other guy who might go there, but I'm gonna put him to Denver at five. Okay. So in the top four, we have Allen. Darno, Darnold. Damn it. I got to get used to that. Yep. Barkley and And Chubb in some way, shape or form. That's what we think the top four is going to be. Yep. So who goes five to Denver at that point?
0: Uh, If Denver really needs a quarterback, I guess Mayfield.
1: I think they're going to pass quarterback at that point because I think the guys they want are gone. I think they're going to go Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame. They're going to try and shore up the offensive line. They are going to take a page out of Cleveland's book. Where they drafted Joe Thomas before they went after their quarterback,
0: and they're you gonna don't think to they'll see. go after uh, Rosen. Rosen,
1: I think later if he's there later in the draft, or they can make a trade day up to get him. I think so, but I think Quentin Nelson is without a doubt the best lineman, offensive lineman in this draft. Uh, in my opinion, he's a Joe Thomas level ta- talent, and I say that again, knowing very little about college football. That's just my perception. Everyone talks highly about him. I think they're going to go after him. I just I just do. OK, so I think I think Quentin Nelson goes five to Denver and uh, that that makes a big difference there. All right. So who's who's drafting at six? I got Colts. my list here. The
0: Colts, Colts from the Jets. Just so
1: you know, the uh, draft tech folks do agree with you that Baker Mayfield will go five. I think that he is going to go. He's not going to be there. So the, right. the Colts at six. What do you do? I think
0: the Colts go defense.
1: Really? Draft tech has Quentin Nelson at six. I don't. I don't think it's going to happen there. So let's see. I'm looking. And again, this is why I printed
0: out uh, the top yep, 100. He did. So um, who's the best defender available? Raquan Smith from a defensive standpoint, if Chubb is Georgia, not there. the
1: inside linebacker. Yep. I have him on my list at number 13 overall. Right. I actually have a couple of defenders ahead of him. I have Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama, the safety, ahead of him. I have Denzel Ward, True. the cornerback, that out of Ohio right. State ahead of him.
0: Dev, Alabama's defense was extremely good last year. And so. I've got
1: Tremaine Edwards out of Virginia Tech, the outside linebacker, ahead of him. But there's the thing. Are they looking for... Their secondary isn't horrible. They'd probably be looking... The
0: Colts are just a mess.
1: They really are. They need to rebuild. I, I would and probably And no one knows if
0: Andrew Luck can throw.
1: <laughs> I probably would be rebuilding defensive line, defensive, the the, the front line first, and if that's the case, then I'm looking at Tremaine Edwards from Virginia Tech. Okay. He's got the skills. Plays in the big-time ACC. I mean, why not? It could happen. Why not?
0: But All seriously, right. the Colts are just a giant But we mess. think the Colts
1: are probably going defense. That brings us to number seven, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What is
0: Tampa doing? Uh, I had them going defense with uh, Fitzpatrick.
1: You have or, Fitzpatrick. Or Smith.
0: I think those two are interchangeable Okay, with who? with the draft order.
1: I have them going deep into the draft to get defensive linemen lineman that they want. Okay. It's a great name. Vida Vea.
0: That's a good football name. It's a
1: great name. And I'm probably mispronouncing it because I haven't pronounced a a single name. 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 Here's the other thing with the draft, folks. If you don't know college football, you don't know how to pronounce these people's names. No. So I want to apologize to every person. It's like trying to
0: pronounce hockey names.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes. And someday I will tell you all the story of how I had one of my mates at UConn convinced that Darius Casperitis was a knee condition that that forced Larry Bird's retirement. Craig almost spit up his beer. For about a month, the dude was like, why did Larry Bird retire, man? He was so good. I'm like, oh man, he couldn't play anymore. He had Darius (laughs) Casperitis in his left knee. And for a month, this dude totally bought it. He, he actually went to the library. This is days before the internet. Cause I am that old. He actually went to the library to try and research what Darius Kasparaitis was. <laughs> and the entire time he was a defenseman for the New York Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> it's a much longer story than that, but I'll, we'll keep it at that. Cause this oh. is about supposed to be out with the draft, but I oh, apologize man. to everyone whose name I'm botching. I am not a college football guy, but uh, Vita Vea out of Washington. Yep. He looks like a defensive lineman. When you see his picture, um, yep. He kind of looks like that character from what was that Disney movie where The Rock played the uh, Hawaiian god? Oh, uh, I want to say that, Moana, and that's not yeah, right. Is that uh, it?
0: Uh, uh, damn it! I'll look it up. I but know, you know the what I mean. You're it's a Disney about.
1: movie, and with he kind of looks like that character. He's got the big flowing hair and everything. So, um, but he, I've got him at twentieth overall on the depth chart. Yeah. But they really apparently like this guy, so um, they really want to uh, look at him. They're Moana, looking... Moana, thank you. They're really looking at him. So I don't know. Um, see what you think. Okay. What What do you What do you What do you have the uh, the Bucks doing?
0: Uh, <clears throat> I think if the Colts don't take Fitzpatrick and they take Smith, the Buccaneers will take Fitzpatrick. I think they'll take. It, when those you say two are Smith, interchangeable. So if the Colts take Fitzpatrick, I think they'll take Smith.
1: So you think you're talking about Roquan?
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, he's really good. Georgia was really if, good this year.
0: If they take, if the Colts take Smith, I think um, the Buccaneers will take Fitzpatrick because Alabama's defense was incredible last year, except for like one game, which was kind of bad.
1: But And Roquan Smith it, it basically anchored that defense from what I can tell, from what I know. I have Roquan Smith going eight to Chicago.
0: See, now I have Chicago taking uh, Quentin.
1: Quentin Nelson? Yes. That's sad for him because it's <laughs> Chicago.
0: That's sad for anyone on the Bears. It's sad for anyone. Unless you're on the playing Bears. Tecmo Bowl and you're playing the 88 Bears.
1: So, and I have Minka <laughs> Fitzpatrick going nine to San Francisco. So we get the feeling that Fitzpatrick and Smith and Nelson are going to go in this seven to 10 block. Yes. I think that's pretty That's pretty
0: accurate. Uh, but I have the Bills taking uh, Rosen.
1: You have the Bills taking Rosen
0: at nine.
1: At ni- I have nine in San Francisco.
0: Why the, do you- Bills, the Bills, I think, traded up.
1: Is my list out of date? Hold on. I'm pulling the list. Uh-oh. The ninth pick overall is the San Francisco 49ers.
0: No, I think they traded. I think out- the 49ers have the 12th pick. No,
1: the four- the 12th pick is the Bills. What are you um, looking at that tells you this?
0: Uh, right now, I'm looking at Sports Illustrated.
1: Because I downloaded this from the NFL.com website today. I will
0: look right now.
1: All right. You're going to look that I'm up look and that keep right talking now. because yeah, I need another ahead. beer. This episode is way too long. <laughs> this episode is way too long. <laughs> I, I need another beer. So, right. Craig, sort out the draft order. I'm gonna, yep. And let's talk to the folks about the draft order yeah, in the first you can, round. Yeah, uh,
0: randomly and, pick me another beer, too. Yeah, what do you want? Uh, whatever you grab. Okay. Whatever right, you grab. Craig's to
1: keep the podcast going. We're really informal We're tonight. We because are. We're almost over an hour already. For the love of cheese, we've never done like more than an hour and no, ten we minutes. We haven't. But well, by I'm the end of this podcast, this I'm gonna be telling stories about Darius Casparitas. So all right, Craig, <laughs> look it up and refresh the draft order, please. Make sure I we got the right
0: information. I shall, I shall. All right, so here we go, draft order. Um, we're gonna look this up right now because uh I think the bills are at nine. Britt thinks the uh forty nineers are at nine. 49ers are at nine. Yep. So let's see what we have here. <clears throat> um, Alright, so CBS Sports uh, CBS Sports has the 49ers at number 9, so maybe I'm mistaken and the Bills got their draft pick from the Bengals at 12 so I think they switched that wow, this really shouldn't be that inconsistent um I want to check one more source. Hold on here. Hold on. Um, I'm not done with my beer, but personally, um, right now, I think I like the the, uh, Juicy Double better than the platform. Not that the platform is bad. Uh, I think I just have a preference for the orange, Uh, since I am a Bengals fan. um, Let's check one more source for the draft order. Uh, Draft order. 2018. And let's see what we come up with. Uh, All right. So this is from an hour ago from uh, SEC country. Uh, Jets, Colts. All right. 49ers are at nine. Okay. Then my list is uh, old. My list is old. Yep. You are correct. Because uh, what happened was – uh, I got a can. Okay, uh, so oh, what I'm... happened was the Bills, because of the, uh, the Bills got the 12th pick from the Bengals, so now the <gasps> Bengals have the 21st pick. I'm back. Britt is back. He made it back, folks. A... <sighs> Britt went with a juicy double.
1: I don't know what I'm drinking. <laughs> All right. So, All so right. what do we determine?
0: So we're back. So I had the wrong order. So you are correct.
1: So we have San Fran at at 12? Yes. San Francisco
0: definitely does not need a quarterback. No. Because they have uh, Mr. Garoppolo.
1: All right, so let me see who I have at 12. (coughs) I'm not way out of shape. I drink too much beer. Too many podcasts and too many beers. (laughs) Uh, 12. Oh, no, that 12 is uh, Buffalo. So we're at nine. I've got Minka Fitzpatrick going there. But okay. you have him off the board earlier.
0: Yes. So I had you? him. Uh...
1: Yeah, we have him off earlier. The next safety on the list would be Derwin James out of Florida State. Also not a bad choice. Not bad. No. I mean, I think I think if you're looking safety in this draft, it's not a super deep draft from what I can tell. But there's two guys. And if you're San Francisco, everybody's so worried about running backs and quarterbacks that somebody's going to drop to you. Yeah. No matter how you slice it. All right, number 10, I've got uh, Oakland. Yep. Here's where I have Tremaine Edmonds going, but he could go earlier. He could. And if he goes earlier, the next person on the list... Well,
0: I have them taking Davenport.
1: Oh, Marcus. Yes, that would be the next person on my list. Problem with Marcus Davenport, he's been moving down draft boards, and I'm not quite sure why. He's down six points in draft text analysis um, and they have him at 14th overall I think it's mainly because he doesn't play he plays for I think he plays for University of Texas at San Antonio yes he does yeah I mean he doesn't play for a big league school that's the problem with people like him and like my buddy Foley Futusaki. is we don't <laughs> play for big time school so it's hard yep. to judge where they're gonna go I don't know all right let's do a couple more and then we'll move on to the weird people that sure we have listed. sure uh, number eleven, uh, the Miami Dolphins. I've got Derwin James Derwin from Florida James. State. So if, if so, it so looks like the safety run's going to happen in the with in the, the early Dolphins.
0: Teams. I'm kind of you never know what the Dolphins are going to do. I'm assuming it's not the, poorly. I'm assuming the Dolphins are definitely in a rebuild t- period. Dolphins phase. have been in a rebuild
1: phase for twenty years.
0: That's true. Uh, if he's there, because please, for love of God, Jets don't take Baker Mayfield. Um, if he's there, I think the Dolphins are going to take Mayfield. Wow. If he's there, if he's not there, I have them taking uh, Vita via
1: who I already have off the board. So right. That's why I don't have him in that spot. I have, uh, well, I have Mayfield going as possibly as high as five to Denver. I don't know that he's going to go there, but yeah, it's a possibility, but I mean, that would be an admission that the Ryan Tannehill experiment is over.
0: I mean, has it has. Was it ever on track to be successful? Well, I,
1: and I've said this before. I was. I got. He's sick okay. Of,
0: he's not bad.
1: I got sick and tired of hearing about this. Was Tannehill's big year? The fantasy guru was big on that. This is the big year for Tannehill. Then he got hurt. Then the next year was like he's, he's not, healthy now. This is the big year for Tannehill. He was he's stunk. Not, he's not bad. He's not good. He's, he's not, not a not top good. ten quarterback, and that's all
0: that um, matters. So how far? How how many picks are we going here? Like fifteen. We're gonna go through twelve. Twelve. All right. The Bills. I have taking. Um. I have them bolstering their offensive line mm-hmm. with Mike. Uh, which, how do you pronounce his name? McGillen Key. Oh it's M C G L I N C H E Y. Okay. He's a tackle.
1: I'm looking for him. Oh, he's number seventeen on the overall list from Notre Dame. Another yes. offensive lineman from Notre Dame. Yep. I have, we're, we're, I'm sorry, we're at twelve.
0: Yeah,
1: I have Josh Allen going to Buffalo. I think Buffalo moved up to get whatever quarterback drops to them. All right, and in my list, Josh Allen gets to twelve.
0: Yeah, and uh, they said McGowan is not worried about the uh, Bills' quarterback plans. So,
1: yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think th- I think the Bills have the potential to, to get really good. So that's our feelings on the first twelve picks. Here's the here's what you can take away from this conversation. Number one, I know nothing about college football. Number two, no one knows it's going to happen because the number two pick is completely... Because <laughs> the, <laughs> the Giants are screwing this all up. The Giants are going to come out and select six players all at once and say, we can do this. And then all of a sudden, it's going to be like chaos. Yep. I don't know. It's interesting discussion, though. So let's talk about some players that are flying under the radar. Sure. So as I indicated earlier today, I reached out to the Twitterverse. You did? And I said, who am I missing outside like the top ten? Who are the players that no one's talking about? Oh, my God. That beer is making me hiccup. <laughs> Apologize. We need, a, we need a, a cough button on these mics. <laughs> Who are the players that no one's talking about? Right. Who do the people in the Twitterverse want us to bring up in our podcast? Because we don't know college football as, as well as many. And I got a list. Consequently, I have a stack here of people. Craig is making a lot of noise. Sorry. Keep it down over there. <laughs> All right. And what I did was I sorted them in prospect grade according to NFL.com. Okay. So we're going from high to low because I have no idea how much time we're going to have to spend on this. Technically, there's supposed to be a double episode, so we have like an hour and a half and we're already at like hour and
0: six, so. True. So we're good. All right. We're good.
1: So Kyle Richardson, a friend of ours from Roto Baller, just congratulations to Kyle. He just became a senior writer for them, um, has always been very engaging on Twitter and very good to us. Yeah. And we Um, finally
0: broke the 100 uh, follower mark.
1: Partly due to him, because I put out there, I was like, you know, we're trying to get to 100 followers. While all of you folks are out there trying to get to 1,000, we're trying to get to 100. And he (laughs) retweeted that plea. And we got like six followers. So So we're at 105. Again, I cannot understate how great the community has been to us. We're a small podcast. We're two guys who just enjoy having a couple of drinks and talking about football. You know, we're not we're not living off of this podcast, but no. if you want to send us money, please do. I mean, that's the dream. I mean, that's, that's the, the dream, dream but, but we're not there. You know. We're not there. There's a ton of podcasts that, that do a lot bigger audiences than we do, but we are working towards it. We appreciate all of our listeners, and we appreciate all of the support we've gotten from the fantasy football community. So, And Kyle Richardson's been a great part of that. He said the first person you need to talk about is Antonio Callaway, from Florida. Yep. He's a wide receiver. He is. He's not very tall. He's 5'11", right? but he's got a prospect grade of 5.88.
0: He has some issues.
1: He has some issues. Um, so let me talk about what his prospect grade encounters first. Yeah. It means he has a chance to be a starter in the NFL. There's a whole list between 1 and 10. Anything over 9 is like a can't-miss starter superstar. Like Barkley. I didn't even look what he is, but I would imagine he's probably a 9.1 or a 9.2. Um, All the way down to one, which is, you know... A punter. Please find another line of work. Yes. (laughs) So he's a 5.88, which means he has a chance to start in the NFL. Craig, tell us what you know about Uh, Antonio Callaway.
0: A couple years ago, he was considered... So we're talking 2015, 2016. Right. He was considered to be in the top 15 of elite players in any position. So he was the... The you put him on a pedestal of football players. He was in right. the top fifteen of any position. And he I'm sorry, was he say? Like two years ago? Uh 2015, 2016.
1: Okay, so that was about two years ago. And yeah. he's a junior now, so that's like his first or second
0: year. Right. So the here's the problem. <laughs> um he's had the some off the field troubles. Yeah. Um in 2015 he was cleared of sexual assault. In 2016 he pleaded he had a no plead deal for having drug paraphernalia. Um, oh boy. in those years, though, he had over 2,000, 2000 all purpose yards. So now the other problem is, uh, he was kicked off the team in 2017. So last season, he was kicked off the team for credit card fraud. Oh. And now he he's very, apparently, he's very remorseful. He feels bad that the coach got fired, he thinks it's his fault. Um, so he was not playing. He did not play in 2017,
1: which is probably why he's not on our list of top
0: prospects. Exactly. So I mean, he can still get drafted. Um, there are rumors that the Browns are talking to him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The Browns. I feel like the Browns are trying to be like the AFC version of the Rams, right? And trying to sign everyone. Uh, so he's he's extremely talented, but he does come at some risks.
1: I agree. NFL.com has him projected at round three or four. Yep. They expect him to be drafted, but I would not be shocked if he didn't. As a two-second aside, you heard what happened to Zay Jones about a month ago, right? Uh, What happened? You didn't hear about this? No. He was arrested, running around naked, screaming that Jesus was speaking to him.
0: Uh, What?
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, And I heard this today on a podcast. I have not independently verified that. Let me make that clear. This is off of the podcast. And I'm not going to out anybody here, but I, again, I listen to 25 podcasts on football a week because I love bringing yeah. in all this information. Supposedly, he may have accidentally ingested some bath salts, a very popular boy, drug.
0: Some, that does some stuff.
1: Yes. And he was caught running around outside a hotel naked, screaming that he was looking for Jesus. Okay. So, Again, not independently confirmed. Please don't take me as a news source. I am just <laughs> reporting what I heard For other reports indicate. Uh, and if that's the case, then that's that speaks to this guy. Not that he uses bath salts or anything terrible like that, but a character issue is a character issue. And there was worries about Zay Jones when he came out. I don't yep. think he had as much of a rap sheet as this young man does, but there was concerns that he could not handle the workload and would crack and it sounds like he did
0: <laughs> yeah a little bit a little bit
1: i mean this guy is a tremendous tremendous talent i mean nfl.com yep. describes him as an exceptional athlete the feet are light and electric they're talking
0: about galloway now uh,
1: we're back right. in galloway yes
0: yep. um he's explosive he played for the early yes
1: he played for florida big time school he's explosive which means he can get behind a cornerback if they play two quotes too close um he creates instant throwing windows is what they said uh you know I mean, yeah he's a, a and tr- he can
0: tout it he just has some uh, he, he has some can issues. jump
1: and if we learned anything from watching Randy Moss is if you can jump you can catch the football exactly but
0: he has some issues
1: <laughs> the very first thing under their weakness analysis is he runs into troubles off the field time and again it's not like he's so had one
0: issue yeah, no, he's last had three multiple. Years, consecutive years
1: yes so a guy to watch his fantasy value will depend on where he lands yes so i i i like i i like thank you kyle richardson for sending us that because i do think and a lot of people were like seconding it like that's a great person to watch because we need to be on top of that so all right next one yep Fantasy Football Factory, our friends over there sent us this one. Okay, they want us to talk about James Washington out of All Oklahoma right. State. He's yep. a he's a wide receiver. Yep, he's from Texas. He's five yep. eleven again, and he's a senior. What do you what he's, do you think about
0: him? Uh, he is he has a potential to be a really good number two receiver. He's a really really big deep threat, um, kind of like if you remember uh, Chris Henry on the Bengals when he was around. Wow. Still part of the uh, living. Digging deep. Yeah. Uh, so he's the guy that he's going to run, you know, 30, 40 yards and he's going to catch the ball. Yes. Uh, so he has a lot of potential there. I saw that he was talking to the Panthers and New Orleans.
1: Oh, my God. Ted Ginn's getting older. Could you imagine him in New Orleans right now? Yeah. He would technically be the third Um, option
0: there. The way he plays, you know, him being a deep threat, uh, he's very quarterback dependent, so, like, he's not going to be on Miami. (laughs) I'm
1: two beers in, so let's talk about New Orleans for a second. Michael Thomas is there, but they signed somebody else in the offseason.
0: Who did they bring in? Uh, I don't know. Oh, damn. I can look it up. I don't know.
1: But if he were the three receiver there in a three-wide set... Where somebody's going to go in deep, that would pull safety coverage instantly. Yes.
0: instantly. He he. Um, Snead Willie Sneed. No, no, no. Somebody else. No, Brandon signed, Coleman.
1: No, during the offseason, they signed somebody. Just recently they signed somebody. I can't believe I'm not remembering this.
0: Um, still looking.
1: Like just now, like a week ago. All right, anyway, I have to look it up. <laughs> but I mean, just he was in the Big Twelve. He averaged over 20 yards a catch. He's a deep threat. You know who he reminds me of in terms of just like immediate kind of of comparison? Yeah. Tyree Kill. Okay. A guy who can get downfield, doesn't look fast, but is. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, the problem is... Cameron Meredith. That's who I'm thinking of. They just signed Cameron Meredith. So now you have Cameron Meredith for that short underneath route. You got Michael Thomas running open over the middle or in the slot, either way. And now you've got this guy who could replace Ted Ginn because Ted Ginn, I can't believe it. is, I'm saying this, it's getting old. And now you've got a blazer. What do you do?
0: Yeah, you can't cover all of them.
1: What do you do? All right, you're a defense, you're a safety, and you line up, and on third and let's say six, mid-range, you see inside out Michael Thomas, Cameron Meredith, and this kid, James Washington, line up. Who are you watching? Thomas could streak or cut across the middle. If he doesn't cut across the middle, you know that Cameron Meredith is going to because he's got great hands and he loves going across the center. And if you commit to one of those two guys, James Washington is going to get by your cornerback and now you've got a touchdown. And oh, by the way, the guy doing the read is Drew freaking Breeze.
0: Yeah, so you're... Well, you're screwed. <laughs> if
1: I'm Alvin Kamara or I'm Mark Ingram in the backfield, when they line up for that play, I sit down. <laughs> I sit down five yards behind Drew Brees. And I just take a seat, have a box of popcorn, and wait for this play to develop because I'm not involved in it.
0: Not at all, no. I mean, maybe- This
1: has tremendous potential. Now, here's the downside for this kid. It sounds yeah. great. Going to New Orleans would be great for him, I think. So that's a great landing spot for him. He doesn't have a lot of experience in press coverage. That's the big thing. The Big 12 is not big on press. They tend to drop back. And that suits his needs because he's explosive. So that's an issue. He doesn't run a lot of different routes. But if you're going to go to... Again, I'm I'm keyed in on New Orleans right now. If you're going to go to that type of team, you don't need to run a a lot of different routes. You need to get open. And that's what they're going to look for downfield. Now, and just to put you in in a frame of mind, he also has been described as having a running back build. Like, he's built like a running back. Let's talk about running backs from Oklahoma State, shall we, for a second? Historically, who's the number two all-time running back from Oklahoma State, according to Oklahoma State?
0: Uh, I don't know. I'm going to tell you who it is. Who is it? It's
1: Thurman Thomas. Really? Yes. Wow. You know why he's number two? Why? Because Barry Sanders went there.
0: Oh, all right then.
1: Historically, over the last 30 or 40 years, and I understand coaches change, coaching systems change. Historically, this team knows how to run the damn football. They know how to look at folks who can catch and and, and move in the backfield. Thurman Thomas was not a slacker catching the ball. Oh. You know, they identify talent, and I get that. This kid's a wide receiver. He's not a running back, but you got to expect some transition there, and I think that speaks highly Oklahoma State knows how to identify good players. They just do. And just for the, the the record of the players we're discussing right now, he is the only one in my top 100 according to Draft Tech. He's at 43 overall.
0: Oh, really? Yes. Wow.
1: So, thank you to Fantasy Football Factory for pointing <laughs> him out to us. All right, we got time for at least one more. Sure. All right. So, I apologize. We're not probably not getting to everybody in this list. We'll do it the best we can. We're gonna talk about. Oh God, I'm gonna botch this kid's name. <laughs> <laughs> Neheim Heinz His last name ne- is Hines. Neheim? Neheim. Neheim. He's a junior from NC State. Yep. He's a running back. Exactly. Everyone's talking about Barkley.
0: Um, so Everyone's talking about Geis. Yep. Nobody's
1: talking about this kid. Talking about this kid?
0: Everyone Everything that I've seen about this kid, uh they are projecting him to be the next Alvin Kamara.
1: I have heard that comparison.
0: Um, his his first season as the number one running back, he had over a thousand yards and 12 touchdowns. Jeez. That's he had over a hundred yards in seven of his 13 games last season. Wow. He's um, the downside is though. I mean, he's kind of built like Alvin Kamara. He's on the smaller side. He's five, eight. That's a knock on him. He's, one, he's smaller. One ninety seven.
1: He's smaller and he has bad blocking skills. From what I hear, he's not a right. good blocker, which is important,
0: which is important it uh, so could be
1: Darren Sproles if you can block. I mean, and he's yeah. small like Darren Sproles, but Darren Sproles could block.
0: He could. And I keep hearing rumors that Darren Sproles is going to try to come back next year.
1: Oh, God, no. Darren, stay retired. <laughs> Darren, you had a great career. Stay retired.
0: Um, so, yeah, I don't know who would who would wind up picking him up, but, I mean, he yeah, had there's a lot of potential there.
1: If you're looking for a change of pace back, this is the kid you want. Yeah. That's what I'm looking at right now. He is not a clear-cut number one. But you know who I'm looking at? I'm looking at teams like the Chiefs yep. who don't have a first-round pick. And this guy's going to go in rounds three for four, through four anyway. But you've got Hunt. You've got Kareem Hunt. And you've got Sharkandrick West. But this is a guy who could fit into that West role. Some passing, some catching, a little bit of a threat, a change of pace guy. The key is this. if He, can, he needs to pick up blocking skills because a good change of pace back needs to be able not only to be involved directly in the play, but indirectly. If he can learn how to block and impre- increase that skill, he could have a lot of value in the NFL despite his size. You know? Makes sense. That's where I'm looking at for him. Our thanks to uh, Andrew Momano, who sent that one to us. He's a guy on Twitter who uh, who read our post and his follows, um, follows Roto Baller, and he saw that. All right, one more, and then I we got to call it uh-huh.
0: All right, one more. I think the next one is... Um Uh,
1: I apologize. We're not going to get to the guy that Beer Fueled gave us. Beer Fueled recommended folks look at Alan Lazard. I heard his name a couple of different times.
0: Wide receiver out of Iowa State. I think we should talk about uh, Auden Tate.
1: Okay, so I'm going to skip then. The next one on my list also came from Andrew. is John Kelly, the running back out of Tennessee. But we talked a lot about running backs. So let's talk about Auden Tate from Florida State. Auden Tate from Florida State. There you
0: go. Uh, So here's something interesting about the Seminoles. Uh, do you know how many Seminoles, Florida State receivers have been drafted in the last ten years? Oh my
1: God, it must be an insane number. Florida has been so relevant. Florida
0: State. Oh, this is Florida the State? Seminoles? Even with uh, how many receiver in the last ten years? All right, give
1: me a range. Give me what's the what's the top? Give me give me. So if the number seven, say it's between one and ten, so to speak.
0: All right. So we'll all right. We'll say it's between one and ten. In the last ten say, years, how many have been drafted?
1: I'm gonna say six. Six. What's the actual I'm answer? I'm gonna give you
0: one more guess. It's lower.
1: I'm lower. Okay, I'm too high. Too high. Well, I'm gonna go with prices right rules and disqualify myself. I went over, which means you can insert the prices right sound effect here. Yep. Um and if I had to guess again, though I'd say three. Two. Who were they?
0: Uh let's see. In two thousand fifteen, yeah, it was Rashad Green. Yep. And in 2014, it was Kelvin Benjamin.
1: Oh, that's right, Kelvin Benjamin went there. I forget. Uh,
0: that. Oklahoma has ten receivers being drafted in, in that the time same play. period of time. Yes,
1: Florida State had, had its relevance cut down for a long time, and they've kind of resurged, but they have not resurged because of their wide receiver play. Right. So, so you're telling me this kid's an anomaly, or we should avoid him because of this?
0: Uh, well, he's um he's talented. Mm-hmm. It's just um. <clears throat> he's you know he's six five he's 225 right um his only problem is that he does have a the sh- uh ongoing shoulder injury that's so a concern that's, his, that's a concern
1: coming into the draft injuries uh, he matter. did have
0: 10 catches as a junior though right so he has potential but he does have some injury History, but
1: and you know, let's let's be honest. The NFL draft is all about potential. You're looking that's at true. potential to be big, but when you have injury concerns, it mires it somewhat.
0: Like Joe Mixon,
1: yes, <laughs> Joe Mixon's a, a victim of of your crappy
0: team's offense. I mean, let's just be honest yeah, that's with true. it. true. Though he did hide an injury for eight games, he did.
1: But I've had more than one NFL pundit put out there that if the Bengals had a better scheme and had a better offensive line. That they he would be more productive. Line. The Bengals so,
0: should definitely draft an offensive line.
1: There lineman. is no question the offensive line is part of the problem in Cincinnati. It is no question that they're they're part of the situation there. So I think I think that might that I, I really expect Joe Mixon to buck the trend and have a better second year than first year. I don't think he's going to be a feature back. I won't draft him as high as I did last year, but but
0: Auden so, Tate um, aside from the I injury, about Tate.
1: everything other than the injury looks good. Um, you know, a good a receiver coming out of Florida State, like you said, is a rarity. You know, I have him, t- I according to NFL.com, they have him tagged the fourth to fifth round. I think that's pretty accurate. I would love to see a guy like this land on the Chiefs because I think that if he's healthy, a guy like this could really help us build up our wide receiver core. I mean, I mean how much longer can I wait on the Albert Wilson types <laughs> to come through? You Not know, long. I can't. I just can't. So. Um, I'm a big fan of Auden Tate. So, all right. All right. That is the grand draft preview. I have had three beers. Um, My thanks to Craig for providing fantastic beers from both Goose Island and from Platform. Um, Final thoughts, Craig, it doesn't have to be about the draft, but this is our draft preview. What do you, let's put it this way. Let's, let's theme our final thoughts. All right. The final thoughts theme is what are you looking for at the NFL draft in about a week?
0: About a week. Uh,
1: because it's about a week away when this publishes.
0: Okay. All right. So what am I looking for? Uh, you know, I am just looking for some excitement in the draft. I don't think, I think it's been a long time since we've had this many number one level picks. I mean, they're all, I mean, everyone's been drafted at, their, at in the first round has been good. This but much questioning this, in the
1: top picks?
0: Yes. Yes. So I'm looking for some excitement finally.
1: I am looking for, and my final thought is, I am looking for the New York Giants to pick anyone but Saquon (laughs) Barkley and a quarterback. If they come out the gate and select Chubb or the lineman lineman from Georgia, and the dude comes out with a big sign that says, y'all got punked, that's what I'm looking for. So we're kind of looking for the same thing. We're looking for surprises. Yes. I think we're going to get surprises in the first round of this draft, but I think we're going to get them early on. I think once you get past like pick five or six, it's going to be very ho-hum the first round. I am much more interested as a, again, a final thought, as the the fourth, third, fourth, and fifth rounds. This is a top-heavy draft. Then there's a drop-off, and then there is a great amount of depth in those middle rounds, and that's what I'm really looking for. When did Alvin Kamara get drafted last year? Craig, you're the Alvin Kamara expert.
0: Oh, God. Was he second or third round? I think the second round.
1: He was not a he wasn't he was in
0: the first round.
1: <laughs> he was not a Saquon Barkley. No. But he put up fantastic numbers. I want to see those guys. I want to see those guys that come out and 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 really kind of change things.
0: So I agree.
1: Okay. We have been on the air longer this episode than we have ever been before.
0: That's right. Almost getting to the to the one year mark.
1: We are almost to the one year mark. Our new season will begin in July. When in July? I don't know. We'll figure that out when we get closer to July. It's freaking (laughs) April, folks. Let's just survive the draft. And then once the draft is over, you know what we're going to shift into, right?
0: What are we going to shift to? Draft impact. Now that we
1: know where people are, we have to talk about who they're impacting Uh, and how.
0: Sidebar. Yeah. Alvin Kamara was drafted in round three.
1: Round three. And look how tremendous he was.
0: He's going to be a war machine for the rest of the time I can have him. (laughs)
1: Okay, so when did you draft him? Last year. No, no, but what round?
0: Oh, I don't remember.
1: What was late, a, wasn't it? Yes. So you can keep him for like it 4 or 5 years. Yeah. We have a sliding keeper rule where every year you he moves up a couple picks. So like I drafted Michael Thomas 2 years ago or yeah, year before last, 2016, um in like the 7th or 8th round. I can only keep him one more year because he keeps sliding up the list and anyone who slides up into a 5th or better pick after the 5th round can't be kept. And he slides up into a 5th pick this year. So I can keep Michael Thomas one more year if I want to. But I can't keep, like, there's a lot of really, I drafted really aggressively last year. Mm -hmm. Joe Mixon and Kareem Hunt were both in my first five rounds. I can't keep either of them because they were in the first five rounds. No. Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. I drafted Calvin uh, Kamara. Alvin Kamara. You're cut off. Uh, Like, it was. It was late. It was after the eighth round.
1: Yeah, it was late. You're going to be able to keep him for three or four years. Yeah. So anyway, thank you for tuning into our draft schedule. Deb, if you're still listening, we're really sorry. The last <laughs> thank hour has... You. And
0: if you can leave us a review on iTunes, that'd be great.
1: Please leave us a review on iTunes. We're also are on Spotify. Don't forget about that. Please visit all the fine folks that can help contribute to this podcast and their ideas. Roto Baller, Beer Fueled fu- uh, Fantasy. <laughs> Man, I'm cut off. Um, some of the folks we didn't get to. Who else didn't we talk about today? Uh... I'm looking really quick just to see fantasy football factory contributed draft tech contributed again, Kyle Richardson's a great follow on Twitter. We will be back next week. Now here's the thing we yeah. record on Wednesdays. That's right. The draft is on Thursdays and then Friday is our published date. So we will not talk draft stuff next week because by the time you hear it, it will be completely illegitimate. That's true. We are going to focus on base NFL stuff. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about Zay Jones. I'll try to confirm that report. We'll talk about some of the stuff that's going on. We did not... Eat, we once today, we utter, uttered the name Des Bryant. Once. Once. So we'll talk a little bit more about des Maybe we'll have a home by then. We can talk a little bit about that. But we will we will definitely be back next week. In the meantime, I am Britt. I'm Craig. And this is the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Enjoy the draft, everybody. <laughs> you <laughs>